Welcome to season two of the Renew the Arts podcast, where we discuss the role of art and creativity in the church and in the world. We're your hosts, Justice Stout and Michael Minkoff. Our mission at Renew the Arts is to liberate Christian creativity. At renewthearts.org, you can see what we're working on and see how you can get involved in the creative revival that is currently happening in the church. In the last four years, we've given away more than $200,000 in sponsorship value for projects by Christians who are dedicated to their craft and to their faith. If you like what we're doing, please support our efforts by joining our patron community and perhaps by sponsoring a podcast episode. For more details, visit our website or reach out via email. For this episode, we want to thank Douglas Gregory and his wife, Siri, for their uh, generosity to Renew the Arts, for sponsoring not just this podcast episode, but our other work as well. Thank you. What is art? This thorny question has plagued us for years. We all know basically what we're talking about when we call something art. Yet somehow, when we talk about what is and isn't art itself, things get completely muddled. So today, we're going to ask, what is art? This is a hard one. Just right out of the gate, there have been thousands and thousands of definitions of art over the years. And I don't think that we're necessarily setting out to provide the definitive Definitive definition? <laughs> right. Wow. But we do today have a special guest who hasn't been on the podcast, although he's been here. He's, his for phantom, his episode. ghost, has been here for every episode. But uh, today we uh, we want to welcome our creative director at Renew the Arts, Rusty Hine. He's stepping Hello. up to the mic. Stepping up to the mic today because we are talking about art and uh, being a, a creative director and a visual artist and a professionally trained artist, yeah, as far as well, visual school. artist, sure. yeah, yeah. We're hoping I'm educated. We're hoping he's that he's able to uh, contribute to this conversation in a productive way. Yeah, yeah. So back to the challenging topic of art. It, uh, I think, one of the dangers and one of the reasons why we're not trying to def- d- define this in a way that is definitive, as you define so it definitively, right? But. Um, is because a lot I'm of times for my eloquent eloquence. Yeah, El- eloquent eloquence. Eloquence. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> um, that's what that sounded very eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm known for it. Stuff like that. <laughs> but what we were talking about is the danger of preclusive definitions, where a lot yeah. of people are making definitions for the sake of excluding or precluding something. And I mean, you see this in like science versus creationism or whatever where right. they're like that's not even science that's so it's not like you don't even science, have to have so a discussion about it we can't even have a debate on it because by definition it's you've already been out excluded. of the conversation and this happens with art this has happened like growing up i heard this a lot um instead of engaging even if it's terrible or i don't know instead of engaging art or what Engaging with art or engaging with what people were calling art, it was like, well, that's not even art. Mm-hmm. That's not even art. Like, you couldn't even. And um, for example, this is used a lot with uh, a lot of ab- abstract art. Um, and it's like, well, let's take a look at this. Is this art? No. Yeah, End of conversation. Yeah. Right. We don't even have when, to discuss it. And uh, 
I'm sure... So we're going to be discussing, you know, different definitions of art, but one of the things I find really frustrating is trying to nail down a definition of art for the purpose, and I don't think anyone states it outright, but for the underlying purpose of uh, excluding whole bodies of work so that we don't even have to grapple with, you know, or discuss or have conversations about those pieces of, of, of art. You know? Or more insidious, privileging certain kinds of art because i think it's not even just excluding but like you're excluding for a particular reason that there's mm. a particular kind of art or a style or an aesthetic that you think this is really now that's art that's art yeah yeah and so i i think that that is a really dangerous uh thing um one of the things i wanted to talk about too uh is and this has been the problem all the time like from the beginning whenever you whenever we have talked to people and said hey we're an arts organization they're like so you you do paintings it's like the first thing they say where it's like art visual art that's what yeah, everyone yeah. thinks and so like also i just want to say just from the out, outset here it's that's not, not what we're talking about it's not paintings of horses so, so the first yeah exactly the first the first definition that we'll pull in from an outside source will be 30 rock <laughs> Jack Donaghy. <laughs> what is art? What is art? We know what art is. It's paintings of horses. <laughs> so, uh, of the thousands of definitions of art th that has been given over the years, uh, paintings of horses. We're scratching that one. We're off. gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. gonna well, nope. I mean, they are art, but yes, they're not art. the whole that is definition. That is not of all of art. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't say they're not art, though. You certainly yeah. can't say art is paintings of horses. Right. Rusty. Paintings of horses is art. I thought this guy was going to be a lot smarter, yeah. to be completely honest. Okay, so paintings of horses is art is a different sentence than art is paintings of horses. Yeah. Okay. Just Did, for clarification. In, yeah. right. in your um, art schooling, was that one of the running definitions? Paintings of horses? We had a whole class on painting paintings of horses. Paintings of horses. <laughs> <laughs> you open up your textbook. To start off with, art... <laughs> The formal de definition of, of art. Horse paintings. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so these other two definitions that we found that we thought were, were somewhat helpful from outside. I mean, these again, the, this is a question, obviously, that's been discussed for as long as human beings have been around, pretty much. So this is just a drop in the drop oh, it's, in the bucket. Right, but Justice found this quote from Oscar Wilde. Which uh, we're probably going to be bringing up Oscar Wilde again later because Rusty's a huge fan. Not, no, 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 Don't no, not I'm a fan. fan. Not a Slow fan. Down. No, yeah. no, no, wait, no, wait. Don't cut me off yet. <laughs> okay. He, <laughs> Rusty is a huge fan of an essay that Oscar yeah. Wilde wrote, uh, okay. and he's going to talk about that a little later. But um, Oscar Wilde talks about art as being basically the highest form of intense personal expression. And then we found this other quote from Leo Tolstoy where he's like, it's the highest representation of the communal values being expressed. Yeah. And so you're like, you're like, wait, 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 which is it? Is it like individualism, the highest form of individual expression, or is it representative of a communal value? Yeah, and and Tolstoy said it's a means of union among men, joining them together in the same feelings and, indis and indispensable for the life and progress toward well-being of individuals and of humanity. Yeah, so, wow, that's... Uh, anyway, we, you can be thankful that we're not going to be giving you a de definition quite that wordy, although it is <laughs> going to be a little challenging to get through. Anyway, um, yeah, but the in the Oscar Wilde definition, do you have that one as well, or did you... 
yeah. Okay. Give me a second, though. Yeah, yeah, I will. But the, the, the interesting thing is sometimes intense personal expression of a particular individual who's very gifted is valued by the community as an expression of their values. It's almost like you said better what, what we, we believe. Were all thinking. And your individual, could... your individual message yeah. resonated with the, community. the group. Mm-hmm. Oscar Wilde said, art is the most intense mode of individualism that the world has ever known. So that's, and you know, who knows the context of that actually? I, well, I don't know the context of that. I'm sure we can find it. So, but. Yeah, but, but it is interesting that they're sort of coming at art from those two different angles. It's completely individualistic. Or, or it's, it's the primarily highest communal. form of communal like expression, <laughs> right? Um, and this is Oscar Wilde and Leo Tolstoy. So yeah. They're not slouches. Both artists. Yeah. yeah, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not known for their el- eloquence like I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> not like you are. Not like I right. am. But one of the definitions that Justice likes the most. Yes. So, and this is kind of the def, this is like the shorthand of, of the definition that I think we're basically going to posit. But my favorite definition of art is art is whatever you call art. And that might feel really loosey-goosey, but there's a good reason for this. Um, And that is that I would much rather have a conversation about a piece. If you're going to call it art, then I'd rather discuss it in terms of whether or not it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. Because you can call something art, and it could be bad art. Um, Or we can discuss its merits or its, you know, shortcomings or its you know, whatever, but I would much rather have that conversation and explore whatever the object is uh, in that way than to just say you're wrong. Right. It Our- doesn't fit my definition, and so we're not even going to, like, work with this. So, um, you know, with modern painting, well, if someone's going to slap something up on, well, that was a little derogative, I guess, but if someone's going to paint <laughs> a modern painting Slap something Slap together. Slap something, something together. Really, Jackson Pollock. I, I, I didn't even like expect that to come out of me. That was very interesting. Well, I yeah, Gently Jackson Pollock. Exactly. If stuff. someone's gonna pour a bunch of paint down on you know the canvas, whether meticulously or not, who knows? And uh, call it art. I'm not gonna say nope. Doesn't fit my definition. Uh, I'd rather say, well, why do you think it's art? Mm. And what's it speaking? Uh, to you, and um, and at the end of the day, maybe you think it's great. Maybe I will actually argue that it's not very good or helpful. Um, and certainly, there is bad art in the world. So How I would you- rather discuss art in those terms instead of just trying to write off certainly whole groups of things called art, whole genres. Um, but even more specifically, specific pieces. I'd rather just discuss them on the terms of art and go from there. Yeah, but that's you- what. Well, yeah. How do you define what is good and bad art? Right. Or is that yes. too big of a topic? No, for no, this? no. No, but that's, that is what we're going to get into because in some ways what you're saying is it would be better to say it is art. Fine. We'll go with that. What are the purposes of art? What is art attempting to accomplish? And, that's and why, is this accomplishing those purposes? And that's why the longer definition that is kind of necessary is, is important. Because we're saying art is whatever you call art by the nature of art. That, like, for instance, if someone were to say, well, you could say that about anything, you know, just pure nominalism, science is whatever you call science. In some ways, yes, but in other ways, no. 
because science is not defined by its very nature as like as art is something that is selected something that is that is that is arbitrarily in some ways selected for attention right right so uh one of the examples that we brought up with this is um uh driftwood um driftwood is somewhat randomly formed by waves pushing a, a piece of wood up against the sand and rocks and i don't know if you could really call uh, any of them art until you selected it and said, mm-hmm. this is a really great piece. You should yeah. look at this. This one's actually far more interesting or what, or, you know, whatever. You've There's a whole genre it. of art called found, found art, art right. where right. you find things in nature or just, I'm um, sometimes people gather litter mm-hmm. yeah. and they're like, it's beautiful. This crushed can is mm-hmm. beautiful and I'm going to call it art. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that by, by, by taking calling it, it out art, of it its has context art. and putting it in gallery, uh, in a gallery like Marcel Duchamp with the fountain, the, the side, you know, the urinal put on its side and, and he just put on a it. pedestal and now it's, now it's art. Yeah. Right. And so because I, it's sorry. isolated from its context. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think the pushback that a lot of people would have when you say arts, whatever you call it, it's like, oh, great. Well, you're just going to let anything in. But uh, I think um, when we look at God's creation, we do this all the time. Uh you know, would a, uh, like a tree leaf, you know, they're littering the ground and you wouldn't walk around saying art, art, art. But if you find like a, a one that is particularly beautiful to you and like you press it and then you hang it on your wall and all of a sudden it's gaining the attention of people that come in and you're actually like calling attention to it and they're inspecting it. And then they're realizing that it is beautiful, mm. not only because you gave it attention, you know, it had beauty, but the beauty was noticed because you called attention to it and actually yeah. made space for uh, inspection. Well, right. Like that drawing that you bought at that used bookstore in Chattanooga when we were recording yeah. uh, music, or not, it the was portrait? a Kickstarter video. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember thinking that that's Singularly sucks. unremarkable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Thanks. was like, why is justice so... Int-? No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> but but what you're saying is that uh, because you valued it as beautiful mm-hmm. and hung it on your wall and it meant something to you that you gave it maybe more value than it had. Mm-hmm. The the artist may... I, I, don't, I don't know how much he or she sold that for. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. even remember how much you bought it for. Yeah, what's interesting about that piece is that I actually didn't care as much for the drawing as I cared for the aging of the ink on the paper mm-hmm. because it was a portrait of a young man and it was barely visible on the paper. Mm-hmm. The ink had completely yellowed out and you could barely see him. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's a, a really interesting idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It felt like a very interesting... But that becomes your art now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because only it's... because of its selection. Right. That's what's very interesting. So so if we're going to talk about... So we're getting into a, a functioning or working definition of art now. Because really what we're talking about is what distinguishes art, what makes art art, n- and not something else. Or, and not or, just or, like... Or, you know, I just or, hear us going, art, 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 art. And I think the first one that we, that we, um, that we put down here was that it is crafted or selected. Which means that 
there's some involvement in an outside uh, selection or crafting. Right. Like, now, so that, you know, there's obviously, that's a, spe- that's a spectrum. There's a, there's a sliding spectrum there from God's ex nihilo creation, you know, all the way to, to even God himself forming or making or shaping something, uh, you know, which is in the scriptures, uh, that God doesn't just bara, create, but he also forms, makes, molds. And, and so what he has made out of nothing, he also forms. Now, we never make anything out of nothing, but it's clear that, you know, the crafting or the forming that goes into, say, a sculpture is significantly transforming the original material. But you're not going to say that it has to, ha- that you, there's, a, there's a line at which you haven't crafted it enough for it to be called art anymore. Right. Because really all that it takes for it to be art it's is, selection. again, is this selection, is saying out of all the things, like a photograph, mm-hmm. out of all the things that I could have looked at, I chose to frame this particular thing for your attention. Right. And, and the more wisdom and discernment that an artist or a selector has in this, uh, the better the piece will probably be. Because really, whenever, that's all craft so is. When I was craft making, is just selecting. Yeah, whenever I was making a lot of furniture, uh, handmade furniture, I uh, there were a couple pieces of wood that were just beautiful in their own right, and I wouldn't even use them. I, I would like prop them up in the studio and be like, this is great. This is great, and it deserves attention as it is. You know, Maybe it's a mm-hmm. burl or something like that. And it wouldn't necessarily be suited well to be included in any piece because of the size or the nature of whatever it was. But on its own, it actually was very beautiful uh, without basically any input of the craftsman. I think most of these pieces would have been milled. Mm-hmm. So I guess the tree would Something, have been sliced but up. It's, but it's very minimal. I mean, the only thing that happened is that it was cut open. So mm-hmm. like, that's it. It was just revealed. Yeah. So would you say then that bad art is just art that nobody wants? Or or it's art mm. that has been selected haphazardly or without uh without a justifiable intention. So like it, for instance if you know you have some abstract art, right? Like pile of dirt or whatever. The Yoko and, Ono piece. Yeah. But you come in and you say what what's the point of this? What's the point of this? Why have you chosen to select this out for our attention? And this piece actually is an interesting it to is. flesh this out because right. we were at a conference and this piece was pulled up to demonstrate the meaninglessness of a lot of abstract or modern art. Mm-hmm. And it was Yoko Ono who already kind of a little bit gets a little bit of a bad, bad rap. rap. <laughs> and uh, You destroyed the Beatles. And... She had dumped three piles of dirt, three separate piles of dirt, in an art gallery in the center of a, mm-hmm. of a larger floor. And they're all next to each other, and they're seemingly they identical, look identical. identical piles of dirt. I think they even weighed the same. I think she like carefully weighed out the exact same amount. It's like basically... Yeah. Which in itself is, I mean, some craft, I guess. Yeah. I mean, sure, <laughs> whatever. Metic- <laughs> very meticulous this measurement. very good at weighing things. <laughs> so it was sitting there and it was like, see, this is what can pass if you just let anything be called art. But what's interesting is that each of the piles of dirt were from different countries. Do you and remember the countries they were? No, but they were at war. The countries they, were at war with They were with all at war with one another. Mm-hmm. And it becomes 
a statement. It's an anti-war sim- sentiment, and I think right. it's actually like what's the of anti-war the sentiments. Right. Yeah. What, what's, really why would one. you want this land rather than the land you already have, since the dirt's the same whichever way you go? Mm-hmm. And actually, it's not just a powerful statement about war and land grabs and imperialism and all that. It's also a powerful statement about art. That mm-hmm. that really that something has changed in the designation. That when you name something, right? When you name something differently, it changes its 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 reality for you, because, even if the nature of the thing hasn't been changed. Because if they were just piles of dirt, right. then that would be meaningless, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not just piles of dirt. There was this intention of gathering. It right. was like, well, this these aren't just three piles of dirt. These are three piles of dirt from different countries that are at war with one another, trying to recreate right. boundary lines. And then all of a sudden, the meaning oh, the floods, meaning floods in. in. Right. Yeah. And so the artist's intention often matters. Right. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and the viewer's attention also matters. And that's yeah. what we were talking is intentionality and attention. Yeah. Attentionality. Yeah. Attentionality. But, but the, um, when you're tempted to believe that something is bad art... Um, I th- I think if it's getting a lot of attention um, by others around you, but I mean incredible people, I mm-hmm. guess uh, y- one should really look into what is what it? am I missing? Yeah, yeah. What mm-hmm. you know is is there more to this than I'm? I mean, it just looks like three big piles of dirt to me. Right. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Or it just looks like paint splatters on a canvas. That's mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. That's bad. But it's like well. Maybe try to understand when Jackson Pollock was working and what he was up against and what he risked in doing all of that and try to understand where he was coming from and and maybe you would have a better appreciation for it. Maybe you still don't like it. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You can still you can still think it's not not very good or you know it's not attractive within yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Not attractive to you. Um, but at least give it the standing that it has been afforded. Right. Yeah. And that's what I mean by... And it's very contextual. Because if you did exactly what Jackson Pollock did, I'm saying literally the exact same thing. You got a paintbrush, you put paint, well, you splatter it on a canvas, and they do it. Yeah. You're looking at that and you're just like, eh. That's been done that's before. That's been done before. 50 years old now. Right. And so when Jackson Pollock did it, maybe it was bold and said something and had some real, sure. like, currency... Mm-hmm. When was that? That was more than fifty years now. I was thinking it was. Uh, I don't remember. Doesn't, I mean, we can look it up. But. Late forties. Anyway, but the point being, it's already been done, and and having been done, it doesn't really have the same kind of currency gotcha. that it once had. Yeah. And so the context of this work also matters a lot, which really, again, has to do with selection. The context of the piles of dirt, why, or the 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 urinal that Marcel Duchamp does, why is it that that focuses the attention? Well, part of it is the context. You're going right. to an art gallery, and it's like the fact that there's a urinal in the middle of an art gallery changes the nature of the urinal for that moment. You know, I like really for appreciate what Marcel Duchamp was doing because, it, I mean, to me anyway, that he's he's calling attention to the fact that this is a this was a created. Uh, object that somebody actually designed this urinal and we urinate into it. Like, are are you guys not realizing that this there's this some has art, form? there's some craft yeah, involved like in this? The, yeah. An artist put this thing together and you just yep. pee on it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like 
Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it that's is. A, interesting. That's a really. I, I think that's a really profound thing. But you to you, consider it is true though that if you don't call it art, if you say it's not art, what you're really saying is it's not worthy of your attention. And as soon as it's not worthy of your attention and you don't pay attention to it, then it really doesn't have any value as art for you. And oftentimes, the the best way to determine whether something is like artful and worthy of attention is try to give it some attention. Um, you know, I know that artists would appreciate that if people were just actually giving attention and focusing for you know more than five seconds and just like actually trying to figure out what were you trying to do here? What was trying to be accomplished? Um, and that kind of leads into our, our second bit. So we yeah. have, we have three bits. I'm just going to, I'm just going to give the three bits real quick to so people. The first one we've already gone over is crafted or selected. That's yeah. something that distinguishes art from other things that it's been crafted or selected. The second is that it's representational or representative. And we'll talk about that. And then the third one is that it is normative or standardizing. It's attempting to, to get to a standard. So let's let's talk about the second one of, of being representational. Um, so like if you look at a painting of a landscape, it is not the landscape itself, but it is a representation of the landscape. It is a re-presentation mm -hmm. of what has been seen by the artist. And you, and you have artists... Uh, like uh, Magritte. Magritte, yeah, Magritte, yeah, who 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 paints. This is like, not a pipe. Yeah, and this is like, not a well, pipe. What is it? You know, or or you'll have him uh, paint. You know, a painting of a landscape painting in front of the window through which the landscape was seen. You know, it's like so paintings within paintings within paintings, and so he's talking about representations of representations, and right. like the, you know, he he's in some ways having a dialogue concerning art itself. That, that if art is a representation, to what, what relationship does it have to reality? And we, when you talk about art as a selection, you are talking to some extent of it being representational or representative because it can't encompass all of reality. The only art that is total art is God's art because yeah. it encompasses all of reality. But any other art other than that is less than the whole and is therefore representational of a part of the whole, and in the, in its best form, it's representative, hmm. meaning that it not only does it represent a part of the whole, but it represents the, that in such a way as to be representative of the whole, which is sort of what we're going back to with Oscar Wilde and Leo Tolstoy. If the individual is able to speak what is true for him, like intensely personal in an individual way. Like if you're able to tell a story that happened to you mm -hmm. and just you, it didn't happen to anybody else. But I mean, the best stories are oftentimes the ones that are told in the most graphically, imagistically, personal, mm -hmm. individual ways. It's like I haven't changed any details to try and generalize this for other people. Mm -hmm. And yet because it has been so true to my own personal experience, all of a sudden it's starting to be a window into the larger reality. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, I I was thinking about a quote from that essay that you mentioned from Oscar Wilde. The, right. the essay is called the the decay of lying, and it's um it's written as a dialogue between two people walking around in a in a gallery. I think um, it's a great essay. I recommend it. Um, 
But uh, Oscar Wilde says, or one of his characters says, and this is what's interesting about the essay to me, because I don't really know where Oscar Wilde falls on this. He's mm. just kind of letting his characters say these things. Personas. And it's kind of like, does he believe these things? Or is he just letting his characters say these things? And he's like, I don't have to defend it. They said it, you know? <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah, I didn't say that. <laughs> but uh, one of his characters says, there is such a thing as robbing a story of its reality by trying to make it too true. And I think that's really interesting. Like Justice was recently telling us about um, a situation where he um, witnessed a, a very bad uh, semi-truck accident. accident. And he's telling us about the situation. And I'm sure he left things out. But if he had made it too true, it would have robbed it of its reality. And it would have been very boring. Right. <laughs> it would have been like like excruciating to relive exactly yeah, everything that, that happened. Because like even storytelling falls within that art definition of selective. selection. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, what of a, all of reality, I'm going to pick out just a couple pieces that really, this is what you need to know to be interested in what happens. Right. Yeah. Because to gain something. the selection is the representation of reality. That's why it's a representation mm -hmm. and not reality itself because it is leaving things out. And so it's representing it in as really in the necessary lines are included. The necessary details are included to do what? To communicate the 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 vision of the artist. Right. Yeah, right? So like in any story, you know, that's why you have these three elements that we're talking about. You have selection in order to be representative, in order to communicate a vision, a particular mm -hmm. vision or a particular standard or normative view. And that's where you're getting with right. creating. The third point is creating a, a normative picture or standardizing the world, which means um, that as I create art, I am presenting either what I think is normal about the world or what, what I wish were normal about right. the world. So um, you have something like, uh, say a show, let's say Breaking Bad. You know, he has a pretty uh, grisly view of human nature. Mm -hmm. Like all of his characters, and he does such a good job with it that it's hard to argue with him. Mm -hmm. All the decisions that the characters make are... Feel right. Feel like they are decisions real people would mm -hmm. and potentially do make. And, um, and so he's painting the world, you know... In we're, Breaking Bad. We're talking about Vince, what's his Gilligan. name? Gilligan. Gilligan. Mm -hmm. So he has a particular understanding of human nature that rings true. Uh, he understands, in reality, uh, that normative, normatively, uh, human nature is of this... D level of depravity. Yeah. But his selection of that factual information from within all of reality... Because, see, he's not including everything he could include. Because there are, and th this is another, maybe somebody else, like a Norman Rockwell, might select an entirely different segment of reality that he sees yeah. to communicate his vision, the Saturday Evening Post vision. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking at, like, is Breaking Bad more or less true than Norman Rockwell? And it's like, ugh, that's a hard question to answer. Because they're selecting to represent mm -hmm. two different visions of either what they want the world to be like or how they see the world already, what they see in the world mm -hmm. already. And so, you know, I think 
it's such an important thing to realize this third element because no matter what, if something is art, if something is being selected for your attention as a representation of worthy of attention from outside all the things you could be paying attention to in the world, mm -hmm. then there is something that's attempting to be communicated there. There yeah. is a standard or or something normative that's attempting that, that's being attempted. There's at least a perspective that is legitimate. Right. And I think that the best pieces of, of art are going to maintain both. Uh, they're going to... It's going to be hard for me to believe someone that does not have a good um, understanding of the world as it does normatively exist. Right. As it, or, or, as it truly is. Right. And if this person tries to paint a picture for what they think is an ideal and they don't have an understanding of what the world, if they don't seem to have an understanding of reality, as it then is. it's going to be really hard to buy into that. But if you have someone that's painting a picture of redemption, for example, which is how the world, you know, how we want the world to be, the direction the world to move mm -hmm. into, uh, if you're painting a picture of redemption, but you don't have a correct understanding of the reality of how the world is, how the, how the world is, yeah. it's going to feel flimsy. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I think it's for the best pieces that are going to be pretty whole, pretty well-rounded, you're going to have a very believable understanding of how the world is on a regular basis, and then also have a um, a visionary encounter with how the world could should be or could be. Right. And I think that one without the other is always going to be weaker than if you are able, and it's very difficult, but able to, to bring in both. both in one piece. Yeah. So our working definition, if you want it, uh, now that we've talked about it, you might be able to understand what we mean by it. But art is a representation of reality crafted or selected to communicate a normative vision of that reality. Mm -hmm. So that that's what we got as a working definition. We the, short, the shorthand for that is art is what you call it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but, and, oh, man, that that's such a hard definition, though, because then it's like, well, what isn't art? Right, I mean, yeah, you yeah. can just go around calling anything you want art. Well, that's but why I, guess I said you would have to shorthand yeah, for it. You would have to de defend it. And I guess that's where we get into like good and bad art. And it's right. like, well, if you can't defend why the stick is art, if you're just going, well, uh, I like the shape of it, you know, it's like, well, does it mean anything to you? Does it, does it actually uh, add anything to my experience? Mm -hmm. Then it, yeah, it's not valuable to me. Mm -hmm. you, you call it art if you want to, but it, I'm, it doesn't do much. For I me. don't want it. Funny you say that because I collected sticks as a child. <laughs> right. and that's not even a joke. <laughs> right. But you could say, and if you look at our, our our working definition, you can actually start to talk about what is good and bad, because you can talk about a haphazard or unjustifiable unjust selection. Like I've asked you why you selected it, and you can't give me reasons. That's, that's not good. And that's what I'm saying. So if you met you know seven year old Justice, and you're like, hey, you have a couple sticks there. It's like, yeah, I really like them. It's like, well, why do you like them? Instead of just saying, nope, not, not art, good, not, not, art. not pretty, not collectible, right? Mm -hmm. That's not a collectible. Well, right. I mean, it's art to you because you want it. But because even looking back, I think it was probably bad art. Like, right. that's okay. I didn't have discretion. Yeah. I was yeah, seven yeah, years old. Yeah. But that's okay because, you know, you, you grow in discretion and in selection. You right. know, your selection narrows. Yeah. And your discernment and your wisdom grows. And hopefully you start actually discerning what is worth your attention. Mm -hmm. yeah because that's what art is going to draw it's your attention and um so even with like shows this is huge it's mm -hmm. like you is know, this worth my Seinfeld, time is that art you know it's like well 
you're giving it a lot of attention for it not to be, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, the question is, is it, you know, are all the shows that you're watching, you worth know, worth that attention, worth your attention? And that's really important. And I guess we touch on that with a lot of other podcasts. So right. better wrap up. Yeah. If uh, you like this discussion, please consider sponsoring one of our podcast episodes. You can reach out to us via email or a contact form on our website. Um, if you want to shoot an email, it's justice, J-U-S-T-U-S, at renewthearts.org. And we're going to close this uh, episode out with a um, really revolutionary piece of music, Five Minutes of Silence. But we've actually extended it for this episode. Um, Just hit the pause button and you can enjoy an infinite amount of silence if you'd like to do that. (laughs) Are you serious? Art. (laughs) Art. It's what you call it. We, well, that is a John is that, Cage are we, piece. Are we for We're real? gonna have the John Cage piece. What is it? Four twenty-seven. It's That's just four minutes and twenty-seven seconds of silence. He just sits at the piano and sets it, an alarm. Are well, we, are we really that? doing that? No, let's have a song. <laughs> to close the show, we're going to play Micah Stout's uh, song "Man Walked Out" off of his record "Without Reservations." Because it talks about the nature of our art, about you know how our creations we expect them to um, to cooperate, and there's this strange reversal when they don't. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. It's edifying. Shop 